You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, it is another episode of Discovering Truth. And today I am sitting down with my beautiful wife, Christian, and Daryl Crawford Marshall. And I'm really excited because my wife has just launched a new exploit. And let me tell you something, you guys, uh, ever since my wife and I have gotten married, things have been on a bit of a, a, a rocket ship. I mean, when I tell people that between me and my wife, we have five businesses and a ministry, people gasp like, what? But, you know, she has this incredible business anointing and stuff just happens, right? Uh, with hard work and diligence and God has called her to equip the body, truly, um, with the engine part, so to speak, to get that entrepreneur car running and uh, to really, really set people up for success. So out of that has been birthed a new exploit called the Supernatural Business School. And we have Daryl here because he's part of it. And uh, we're going to be talking about supernatural business today. We're going to be talking about the difference between doing business as a manifesting son of God or a boring person that thinks they're a nominal Christian who has a business. And uh, it, the, the difference is stark, folks. So, so as we get into this conversation, I am going to pass it over to Christian first because, uh, Christian, I want you to talk about the journey that God took you through in order to get you to the point that you are now launching this new exploit. Thank you, Daniel. So the Lord, back in, I think, 2019, <clears throat> the Lord said to me, write a business class. And the truth is, I'm not really interested in teaching Christians about business, because very frankly, Christians are incredibly good at taking information and not doing anything with it. And so I kind of didn't want to waste my time. And so I, I was really slow to get that class up. I kind of did a chapter here. Daniel would say, did you get your business class done? Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, in April 2019, I said to Daniel, you know, one of the reasons why it's so difficult for me to like want to launch this is because I know most people are going to take this information that I paid half a million dollars for and, and, and a lot of uh, in edu in tuition costs and um, a lot of hard work and experience that so they're just going to take it and just think it's a good sermon and put it in their journal and, you know, stack it away. And I said, I know most people won't use it. And he said to me, listen, there's always going to be the, um, the call chosen and faithful. And if Jesus, if God wouldn't limit what he was doing in the earth, just because a few would accept it, you can't limit what you're doing in the earth as well. And so I knew that was kind of the impetus to develop the school. So we developed the class. So I developed that class and took a number of people through it. And it was excellent. People really got breakthrough in their in finances, saw miracles in their businesses. It was just an incredible, incredible class. And uh, that got me to this year. And so I actually start working on the second class, which we can talk about later, but it's called Rapid Product and the Innovation for entrepreneurs who don't who have a business idea from the Lord, but don't know how to start. And I give them the, the roadmap for how to start. Well, um, that second class, I kind of dragged my feet on again. <laughs> and to the point where I would hear Daniel praying for me, Father God, I just thank you that Christian's gonna stop watching baking shows and pick up the pen and start writing your class and i'm like i can hear you you know he's i mean every morning he would just pray 
I and, did. Let me tell you something. It's called the power of a praying husband. Daryl knows all about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daryl, <laughs> we'll come back to that later. All right. Go ahead. Go, please continue, Kristen. All right. So I, I got off of the baking shows because I love my cooking shows. And I, I started to kind of uh, work on this. And I went before the Lord. And I talked to Daniel again. Daniel, why is this so hard for me? He said, because you don't have God's heart. So I went into repentance and said, God, show me the book. Show me the scroll. What are you trying to do here? And he said very clearly, about there are Christians who know how to operate in the spirit, but they don't know anything about business. And then there are people who know a lot about business, but they don't know how to operate in the spirit. They're, they're, they're uh, spiritually ignorant about the mechanics and how to actually move in the things of the spirit. And what I'm trying to do is you actually have both. You know how to operate in business and you know how to operate in the spirit. And you know some of the keys and the mechanics. And I'm trying to get you to equip my people to do both. Because I think this next um, generation of where we're going in the future, we have to have resources to do the things that requires us to do. And those resources um, aren't just going to come through tithes. They're going to come through massive businesses and enterprises. Moreover, the kingdom of God itself, and this is one of the things I get into in one of my classes, actually can be manifest through a business no matter what the business is. And so um, as Christians, we have to sit on those mountains, but we can't just sit on as Christians. We have to sit on those mountains as manifested sons of God. And so that is what the whole purpose of the school is, is to give you both, is to show you how to integrate both. It's to um, tie you up with original design, which we're going to talk about, but to equip you on how to deal with business. And let me explain why. I was in a um, Courts of Heaven session with, with, um, with someone and when you are in a course of heaven session with someone and you're reading the scroll for your business, which some of you that may be new, but we can get into that as well. And you're getting what God has said written about your business. If you do not know how to even, you don't know any business terms, you can't even interpret what you're hearing and what you're seeing. And so the, the school is, is obviously you got to learn how to operate in the spirit and the mechanics behind it, but you got to have some business understanding so you can interpret and understand what it is you're hearing from the Lord. Because the Lord can say, I want you to um, expand your, your, your gross margins. Well, you don't even know what that is. It's hard to know where to start and actually execute it. And so one of the things that you say very, um, very profoundly is your spirit is meant to establish the agreement in heaven and your soul is meant to establish the agreement on the earth. And I think what's different about this program and what we're doing is we're helping you establish the agreement in heaven and in earth at the same time. So. That's the school. That's the vision. Well, I'm excited. Daryl, it's really good to have you as part of this. You know, you, mm-hmm. you have so much wisdom now in, in the area of business because God is just, I mean, man, he's throwing you out there and he's put you in front of people. He's put you in front of companies, corporations, he put you in front of kings and leaders we're not going to mention. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's really unpacked this thing for you. I, I want to have you talk about original design. I want you, I want to have you talk about uh, heavenly courts. I want to have you talk about the prophetic edge and how that relates to doing supernatural business. Mm, cool. Yeah, I, I'd love to. It's a, it's a pleasure to be part of something like this. And, and I never thought, I never thought that um, something this dynamic would ever be produced. And I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it at all. Um, it's funny that I'm doing things at the moment 
that I think are just really, really amazing. I'm part of a, an eldership at Field of Dreams Church and we're doing an internship as well. And I always say to the people, and I think that Todd Weatherly says the same thing, you know, I would do this internship if we weren't, you know, running stuff. Like, and it's and it's the same as this school, you know. Uh, this is this. Is, I really believe that the God is re- God is really releasing things that are that are so much more, um, so much bigger and so much broader than things that have been maybe navigated in the past. You know, coming uh, and I'll answer your question, but coming into things like prophetic in business, I thought prophetic in business was having a business and just praying and asking God to bless it. That was my whole paradigm of what prophetic in business was or being a Christian business person. And until God took hold of me many, you know, a number of years ago and showed me what it was to start to line people up to part of who they were and what they were actually called to do. And then, yes, being entrepreneurs and having that as part of their original makeup and leaning into that and realizing that, that it wasn't necessarily about one business that they would had to, you know, keep working and working and working and working at one business until I made it work, but actually tapping back into that original design. And then from that place, understanding that, that part of their DNA and their makeup was to generate or is to generate wealth for the kingdom of God. So when they sit within that paradigm, they rest in that place then they understand that they are able to steward things, blueprints connected to the the generation of sorry the, the yeah the generation generating of wealth. But they are able to steward the blueprints as part of their original makeup, original design, tapping into the leading and the prompting and 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 the wisdom of God in the heavenly places, and then being in a place where they then administrate that as part of their core identity, or, or let's just say this as part of their original design. So then they realize that it isn't about one business. It's about who they are, and they have the capacity, really, when they listen to the Lord, I really believe that entrepreneurs have the capacity in God to really put their hand to anything and make it prosper, as long as they're listening to God, because it's part of that original design and makeup. And it's really interesting because that's part of what I'm starting to see all the time, that it's not about getting one business. And I had a word that I'm going to be an entrepreneur and then getting one idea. Really, it's not about that. It's about leaning into the spirit of God and saying, God, what is it that you are saying at this time? What is it that you're asking me to, to put my hand to? And then not just believing that God will make it prosper, but understanding that he, we, we have access or they have access or we have access to, to part to the spirit of God that will actually help us to make whatever we put our hand to prosper unto his glory, but also for the advancement of the kingdom. And this is the whole point. So the business is never our business. It's his business, but we are then stewarding one of his businesses according to his criteria in order to see and in order to see his kingdom advance. And I feel like that is the very core, that is the very DNA, as it were, of the kingdom entrepreneur that it's all about having the capacity to steward a heavenly blueprint for generating wealth on the earth. And if you can just sit in that small paradigm, everything else makes more sense. So good. You know, one of the things that I see, right. And, you know, folks, Christian asked me to be part of her supernatural business school and uh, to create a class. And I was like, why do you want me to create a class? Like I, you know, I mean, I'm doing bride ministries and all that, but, but uh, truly 
the thing is, so much of what she is um, explaining, training people <clears throat> to do has been based on a, a certain foundation, understanding interaction between heaven and earth. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I made a class for the Supernatural Business School to introduce some of the basic concepts of how to build first from the spirit and then into the natural. And I think that this is a, a, a really big piece of this whole conversation that, that needs to be fleshed out. A lot of people have looked at business as something to make money, right? So you look to the left, you look to the right, you try to find an angle, and then you begin to do something and hope it works. We just say, all right, uh, here's a good idea. God bless it. And people begin to, you know, pray God into their plans. And it's interesting because the Bible says, you know, many are the plans uh, in, in a man's heart, but it's the Lord who will direct his steps. Uh, honestly, when we begin to tap into supernatural business, it is a complete shift where our steps are being directed without us wasting time trying to figure things out. And this is where we begin to lean into the pattern that business can actually be built in the spirit world before being grafted into the physical world. It can be assembled and it's the same pattern I see in creation. And I break this down in the class, but you know, God essentially first creates a spiritual template and then lays on top of that physical spiritual template, a physical overlay that is our 3d world. So the higher we resonate, the higher frequency we begin to operate in, the more we are tapping into the realms of the spirit. And, and, if you look at God and, and that God didn't start with a physical overlay, he actually starts with the spiritual template. Why are Christians starting with the physical overlay? We're going after stuff and trying to pray God into it. We, we can step into the spirit, build, establish, secure, and then pull it into the natural. This gets you know, into something that Christian brought up and I, I get very excited about this because, look, I'm sitting down the other day, guys, with, with a guy, right, doing a session. And I'm like, you, you know, do you ever step into heaven? What do you mean, step into heaven? You know, I actually, <laughs> from someone else, I got a LinkedIn message. Like, Dan, I'm concerned about you because uh, you're talking about going into heaven at will. That's not the gospel that I know. I'm like, sorry, sorry. I can help you with that. Like, because that's the gospel I know. It, it's, and, and so with this other guy, right, that I'm on the phone with because <laughs> he's, he's not buying the devil's you know, junk food, uh, I pull his spirit forward. You know, so-and-so's human spirit, I want to invite you to come to the surface. I bless his spirit. Man, this guy's like, whoa, I'm engaging with my spirit. And I said to his spirit, I was like, look, guy, uh, when was the last time you visited your mansion? Because the Bible says in John 14, you know, in my father's house are many mansions and where I go, you know, and the way, you know, I'm like, I know the way. I'm like, when's the last time you've been to your mansion? He's like, it's been a long time. Spirit's not been there for a while. I said, I opened the door. Let's go in, in one second. Suddenly he's in heaven, in his heavenly mansion, walking around, having a massive encounter. And I'm like, you realize that you're in heaven right now. It's, it's, that easy. And what I'm saying is, look, 
when we begin to get in the supernatural business, it is that easy. We have access to an extraordinary realm and government. It's called the kingdom of God that has infinite resources that we can tap into at any time in any place instantaneously through a functional understanding of engagement with our own human spirit. And you know what? What that affords us is access to courts. It has access to uh, strategy rooms. It has access to war rooms. It, I'm sorry. Christian is really uh, giving me a face right now. I'm, I'm just like, all right, what you got? What, what you got, baby? What you yeah, got? So th this is good. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is what you're talking about is really, I think it's called accelerating supernatural business, but it's, it, it used to be called building king of businesses but I think it's accelerating supernatural businesses in the, in the school. But um, this, a lot of what you're talking about is exactly, so Daniel provides a lot of that foundation. When I uh, created that class, it almost builds on that foundations and puts, it, and puts it into execution and application in the business context. And so when I was teaching that class, if you didn't have that foundation, people were lost. I mean, to the point they're like, I, I'm so far behind, I just wanna quit this class. And so we added Daniel's class at, at, in order to provide that foundation for people who don't have it. And it's incredible. But um, what he's saying is, is so key. So when I went to the Lord, I ha I've had business failures because I was a Christian doing business. No pun intended, but I was a Christian doing business. And I didn't understand the kingdom aspect of it and the mechanics of the spirit. And I didn't understand um, mandates. And so the Lord began to reveal to me during those uh, failed experiences, the Lord began to reveal to me lots of revelation regarding what was wrong you know, what is the actual spiritual mechanics of it? And what he's saying is so true, which is businesses, it's not that you can build in the spirit first, it has to be built in the spirit first. And I talk about what that actually means from a biblical perspective and how to do it. It has to. Every business, everything that you see on this earth has an existence in the spirit. And the bigger it is, and the more robust it is, the more it's going to manifest here. So you have to spend time building your business in the spirit. Moreover, it's not enough to build it. You have to bring it in because what a company actually is a collection of human agreement saying that it exists. That's kind of getting into the mechanics of it. You, it is, it is a collection of human agreement that says this iPhone is good. It's a, a collection of human agreement of suppliers, of customers, of distributors, of marketers, of all types of people who are actually coming in on this. And so I think a lot of times there's a massive chasm in Christians manifesting their God-ordained business because they don't understand, they don't know how to build it or they don't know how to bring it in. I talk to people in my classes that have had business ideas for 10 years. I can't imagine how they're so relevant, but okay. But they don't know how, and they're like, they've been praying about it, they've been fasting about it, they've been sowing into it, but they haven't manifested anything. And so we wanna connect that whole thing of how do you actually start traversing in the spirit, in the heavenlies and getting that script, and then how do you actually land it? Because Daryl's all about landing it, Daniel's all about landing it, I'm all about landing it. So when I thought about bringing it together before, I'm looking at people who know how to operate in the heavenlies and know how to land something in the earth. Mm, that's good. Darryl, look, you if you want to get any one of us, uh, look, if you want to get any one of us frustrated, come to us with enthusiasm about irresponsible ideas. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me give you an example, right? I'm going to come to Daryl after this. Hey, how you doing? What have you been working on? Man, look, Daryl, I've been working on so much. 
I got so many things going on, you know. I got, I got some, some, some plans in transportation. Uber, okay. Uh, I, got, I got something going in my, my uh, you know, I'm making music. That's the pile of papers in the side of his desk that are lyrics. Uh, you know, I got, I got a lot of things going on, man. There's so much. And I want you to give me some prophetic words so I could be unlocked. Go ahead, Daryl. Talk to me. Is this trick or treat? <laughs> <laughs> My audience doesn't know about that. I never put those. Oh, sorry. Out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, dude. You, well, if it isn't, you certainly did it. The um, <laughs> so good. Hey. Um, yeah. I think. I think that. I think all of this comes back down to. Uh, can I just uh, let's just let's just okay we'll, we'll just uh, we'll just we'll just say as it is because this is the best way for the audience to really catch where we where we're coming from. It's not that the things are birthed out of frustration at all, but over the years we see what works and we see what doesn't work. And the reality is that when people when we are engaged, so I engage with multiple multiple business people every week. Like I would say, ne- I would say nearly every week in a month, there will be multiple entrepreneurs and business people I engage with. And so we're talking about a lot, like there are a lot. And I see what tends to work and I see what doesn't tend to work. And it's really interesting that a, go- a godly lifestyle with an intent to engage in the realm of the spirit seems to be better than a non-godly lifestyle waiting for God to bless something. And this is really interesting because what happens is that people think because they're a Christian that God is going to bless something that they put their hand to. And I just don't think that they understand that it doesn't necessarily work like that, not that God doesn't want to bless people. One of the things I've been teaching people recently is how to access their heavenly storehouse. And they're like, okay, well, how does that work? And what we've been doing is really, really, I mean, just going through a, a, I guess kind of an unofficial core process nearly where we just look at breaches in their world financially, things that they haven't lined up to the word of God in where they haven't listened to the leading of the Lord in their life. And we've just basically been walking them through processes of repentance and realignment in those things. Now you go, and you're, uh, some people might be listening to this and go, Oh wow, that's really awesome. Yeah. I really want to do that. And this is the thing that when people do that, not just when you want to do that, but when you are sincerely eager and sincerely in a place where you will do anything, whatever it has to be a whatever it takes reality and mentality. When you get into that zone and you really start to shift things in that place, you actually start to access finance that you that I believe we have that there is there is finance reserved in each season for us. But we have to align ourselves in order for God to release that particular amount of finance to do what we've got to do. And this is really important. And each of those comes with a level of, I believe that there is a criteria that we need to adhere to in order to see that heavenly storehouse released. Now, I'm not just saying this to you guys going, oh, yeah, you know, and, and this is what I think. It's nothing to do with what I think. This is, a, this is proven time and time and time and time and time and time again every nearly every week i get a message or a phone call or someone oh my goodness i got given this amount of money i got given this i put my hand to this and all of my finances are breaking open and so these things actually work and the reason i'm saying that within the context of what you're saying because you just triggered me was because because the because the because people have to understand that there are levels of 
in order in in the in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 it says that we are to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that God has given us and that the manner of that calling is that there are particular internal structures that do not lend to us doing well in business or doing well as a son of God and what God wants to do is he wants to deconstruct or let's say this he wants to eradicate any structure or any internal part of your world that is not conducive to you accessing what you need to access and you functioning effectively on earth and in heaven and but when we go through the processes of those things people find that that's when it gets very difficult for people i run something called a prophetic intensive and i'm going to be doing a prophetic intensive in business on i'm just about to start recording it and it will be online soon on the supernatural business school but part of the prophetic intensive in business is that we go through a process called additions and subtractions and and people are going to love that and what we do is we go through something of additions and subtractions we do it for it goes it runs i encourage it to be a 40-day process but what we do is we go to the holy spirit and we ask the holy spirit holy spirit what for the next 40 days what do you want me to let go of in my world and what do you want me to add and people would be shocked. I mean, I do this. This is so powerful. This is one of the most powerful, powerful discipleship things that I bring people through over the years, or one of the most, one, one of the most sought after. And so what happens is people get shocked about what they have to let go of, and they get shocked of what they have to add. And, and the additions might be as simple as just reading the Bible in the morning and spending time with the Lord and engaging in the realm of the Spirit, or they could be something far more drastic, like God says, I want you to do a 15-minute run when you wake up. But as long as they do the thing, I, I, I'm saying drastic because people love exercise. And so, and the reason I'm saying that is because God knows who we are. He knows our makeup. He knows how, how much we're engaged in the soul. He knows how slumbery we are. He knows, he knows everything about us. And what he wants to do is he wants to streamline us. And one of the interesting things is that when we do this, and the reason I'm saying this is when we do this, people really struggle with the subtractions and the additions that God gives them. But those things aren't just additions and subtractions sometimes for the 40 days. They're actually a shift in the lifestyle that they need to appropriate or in their lifestyle permanently in order to see them being able to manifest as a kingdom entrepreneur or as a, a person stewarding a, a, a significant kingdom business. And these are really, really important things. If God says to you, you can't buy coffee at the coffee store anymore, and you keep doing that, you've immediately come into a place where you've allowed that breach to, to maintain, because it's not about the coffee, it's about the posture of your heart. And if the posture of your heart will still, if that's your level, if that's your place breach, if that's the place where you squander, if that hasn't been leveled out, then you're not going to be able to receive the thing that you need to receive. But Daniel, this is, and I'll stop in a second, but, but the thing that, pe this is the, the biggest struggle that people have <clears throat> is they get offended when God says to them the things that they need to stop doing and that offense doesn't allow them to get over the line. And so then they come back round and around and around and around and around. And I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, as many of your listeners know. And people rebook and they rebook and they rebook and they say the same thing. And I say the same thing. I say, how did you go with that? Oh, no, I can. Well, there's no point in you even booking a session with me until you do that. Because we're not going to be able to get breakthrough because that's the thing that that's the elephant in the room that God is asking you to stop doing or asking you to add into your world. And these are the things that we have to understand that in God, we have to partner with him and the way that he he 
the way that he does things. And if we feel like it says all a man's ways are right in his own eyes, I think you did you just say that? But no, you didn't. But that's a good. It's a good. Scripture. That's also a good and, one. And, but it says all a man's ways are right in his own eyes. And this is the thing: if we have, if we want to be doing kingdom business, we have to lean into God and say, God, what is it internally in my world that you need to alter, fix, demolish, reestablish? What is it internally that you need to do in me in order that I can steward part of that original design as a kingdom entrepreneur? And, these are the, and this is the very point. I, I could say this for a thousand years. This is the thing to every listener here. This is the thing that everybody struggles with. God says, don't watch Netflix. You do it for two days and then you're back on it. These are the things it's, it's, it, you know, it says rebellion is, is as witchcraft. I'm not going to go into that. But the reality is that if God says something, don't rebel against the word of the Lord. Don't be disobedient, but do that. And you will be shocked just how quickly things to start to, because everyone says, I want acceleration. And I will not pray for people. I'll pray for an acceleration. Then people go, oh, my whole life went to, went downhill after you prayed that. Well, good. The reason it went downhill is because every structure internally that was bringing you comfort and that didn't allow you to do what you were supposed to do and the areas that you were misaligned to, the things that you were doing, the relationships you were in, God now is started to unpack your world in order to enlarge it, basically dismantling the parts of your world which are not conducive to you walking in the fullness of those things. And so people don't like that. They don't like it, but it is what it is. Anyway, amen. That's really good. Um, And part of the reason is because of exactly what you said, which is there's a construct, which is why I love our lineup of classes, because we deal with Mm -hmm. that as well. We deal with that deconstruction, not just in your class, but in Daniel's class, because we're a manifestation. Everything in our world, in our environment, Mm -hmm. is a manifestation of the world in the heart. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. the truth, right? If if, if it's it's, uh, chaotic in your environment, you have to look at the heart, right? And so that's a piece of it. The other thing is it's conditioning because when you are executing a kingdom business or if it's a non-profit or whatever it is you're doing for the Lord, you have to follow the script. And the thing about the script is it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't. Mm, yes. It's um, it's, it can sometimes cost you more to do things the right way, which I found in my, in my businesses and the things that the Lord has told me to do, it has been, um, and, you know, kind of counterintuitive. And so it's a conditioning in obedience. It's a conditioning in denying self. And it's a conditioning in trusting the Lord and his plan. And so if you can't do that with Netflix, you can't do that with fasting. If you can't do that with some of the smaller things, how can God trust you with a million dollar deal that he's going to ask you to walk away from? And so that's, that's a piece of it, too, is that when you are building a business, you, you, you have to if you're going to do it from a kingdom perspective, and, I, and uh, this is another one of my soapboxes. And if you're going to um, use, if you think you're going to want access to kingdom resources, then you have to do it the king's way. And that's, um, that's very different. And I find that a lot of times Christians find themselves in trouble because that was one of the things that I, that I pre, that was a little preoccupied by. Why do Christians get crushed in business? Why do some of the most anointed people, people who really love you and are sincere about doing things the right way and doing things for the kingdom of God, why do they get crushed in business? And one of the things the Lord told me is they don't understand how a kingdom operates. They take a Western democracy and they bring it into a kingdom of God context and it doesn't work. And so what we do is we say we have an incredible idea. You know, we're going to do this for the Lord. 
and we go off and we do stuff and we don't realize that there's an order because we're in a kingdom and a kingdom has a king. There's a structure there. There's an order. So if you're going to operate as a kingdom citizen, you got to know what that looks like and what are the protocols. And so one of the things I talk about is what mandates are and what's the difference between a mandate, a mantle and a mountain and um, understanding positional authority, understanding what you have as an inheritance and, and how to operate and use those things effectively. And it changes people's world because to me, that is belt and suspenders. It's not like a um, nice to have. You need to know how to operate because when you, I talk about this a lot, but when you are doing business, I said to Laura one time, why did I get crushed on this, this one deal? He said, because you didn't understand that when you come into an industry as a kingdom person, that even, even if you don't really understand it yourself, they know who you are and they know what you care. So when you come into a business and you open it up, what it looks like to the enemy is declaration of war because you bring the kingdom with you. You bring the righteousness with you. And guess what? You bring the judgment with you. You have access to kingdom resources. You have access to the course of heaven. And as you move and operate in that industry, you are actually making it more just. You are making it more righteous. And the only way to do that is to take territory. So a kingdom business is not just some nice way to pay tithes to your church. It is territory tanking. It is, um, it is actually an act of war. It is an offensive act. It is, a, it is not just defensive. It is offensive. You are going out and taking territory. And if you are doing that, I highly suggest you come with the host of heaven. And the only way to do that is to have a mandate that the king of kings has given you. So um, this is deep and it's serious and people get crushed not knowing the mechanics. So speaking about, you know, mechanics, like this is really the, the drastic shift, right? Because one of the things that I want, I want this. I want to be surrounded by people that did not used to be successful that are like, I want to see people raised up like David's mighty men, right? You, you, <laughs> they started in the cave, broke, busted, and disgusted. And they changed. It was a massive shift. They became mighty men. That's what I want. And, and, and you know, <laughs> to be honest, that's, that's what Christian wants. That's what Daryl wants. Now, in order to help people achieve that, one, one of the things that we have to do is you know stop saying that bologna sandwiches are okay like it's not okay sorry and if you eat bologna like there are better meats (laughs) there's better meat on spam come on no it's not okay (laughs) um but you know christians have put the stamp of approval on nonsense and we understand that people are in all kinds of different places starting off, but there comes a point where, you know, in order to even step onto the platform of entrepreneurship, there's some foundation stuff that has to happen in us that we have to fundamentally change on some things. One being, uh, obedience, big time, big time, big time. And, and, you know, it it was interesting, Daryl, because before we started talking about all of this, right. And, and I, and I love, I, this is the thing. I think that, you know, Christians are better off just being yes men to God, like God's yes men. Yes men get promoted big time in corporate America. I'm sure it happens in corporate Australia. Like when the boss just says, I need someone to do this. They say, yes. Is this a good idea? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. It's a good idea. Like when we do that with God, 
Like one, God's not a narcissist. His ideas are actually really good. And when we say yes, wow, is promotion like going to be piled on? It's like really cool. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and you'll be exalted. Yeah. In season. There are some key areas where people really miss it. And, and we were talking, Daryl, before we started this about something that you found in the courts, an mm. area of plundering that is mm. unexpected. Mm. And we mm-hmm. know about tithes and offerings and how people, you know, they rob God. Yeah, that can be an accusation against them. But there's more. Mm. Much more. Much more, yeah. So, I so what I found, what I found in that. Sorry, I'm dilated when you're talking. I'm starting to see stuff in the spirit, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Oh, I have to come back. Sorry, okay, I'm here. The, funny. Prophetic people, they just go to so many different spaces when we start to revelate. Um, yeah, I just kept on seeing a lion. I was just engaged with the lion's mane. It was bizarre. Um, so yeah, so. Yeah, so I've been, as I said, I've been doing a lot of work with a lot of business people, especially people that are starting out businesses. And one of the things that the Lord spoke to me about was that I was to systematically take them through any potential breaches that were existing in their financial world. Specifically, if you can just imagine it, I, I, I do a, an analogy of a boat, and then we go through the basically the base of the boat, the hull, and we look for any breaches, any cracks in the base of the boat. And then we address those. Sometimes it's a big hole. Sometimes it's a small hole. But what I've found over the last, because I've been doing this a lot over the last 12 months, and I mean a lot, like nearly on a weekly basis with people. And, and so what's been happening is that you'd be surprised. Like we knew about the, I knew about the tithes and, you know, that we don't sow into the local church. I also knew about, you know, sometimes investing money in things which are inappropriate, even, you know, spending money on drugs when they were younger, that was, uh, that was something that I thought, you know, these things, maybe they stole something or didn't pay taxes or, you know, these are all. But I, I was so shocked, Daniel, when I found out where, over the years or over this year, what the, I would say, the most common breach was. And the most common breach was people that had out of unnecessarily or ungodly um impulse continue to give money to their children it was absolutely one of the strongest accusations that kept coming and it was it was the lie was i'm still financially responsible for my 26 year old i'm still financially responsible for this person i'm still financially responsible or if that wasn't the lie that they were believing the reality was that they were being coerced and manipulated into giving their children money and that was had become so it was actually they were yielding to the manipulation and that was creating a massive breach in their finances well you might think to yourself well you know it's good to give money to your children what well, reality is if god wants to rest large amounts of money in your world and there is an open door of manipulation and being uh, being easily coerced to give money where it's not when you should where you shouldn't be giving it god cannot rest large amounts of money on that he cannot and so that coincides with not just large amounts of money, but even seed money that he wants to give you for the business. So we've got, I want to start a business and go, okay, stop giving money to your, your son or daughter that, you know, they're, they're past they Oh no, but you don't understand. And the reality is people still think that they're accountable for their son and daughter when they're married and they're, they're not, it doesn't work like that. You don't stand before the Lord. He said, what did you do with your 38, your 38 year old son? 
who who was it's not like that there is something we have to understand that each it says that you know we share with one another each other's burdens but it also says each one is to carry their own load and and people when they come of age have to give account before the lord of what they did and and so i want to encourage you in this is and and this is for, for the listeners here you will be so surprised how many uh, some of the smaller things that seem seemingly insignificant are actually the things that have created the biggest breaches cracks in the hull of the boat and they're letting in more water than anything else and you wonder why god hasn't given me ten thousand all i need is ten thousand dollars to start the business and then you get a phone call from your son and you, oh it's only it's only or your son or you know oh it's only three hundred dollars or your brother you know, or your, or your, oh, it's only $200. And yielding to that spirit, which is designed to manipulate you, actually has prevented you from accessing part of that storehouse that God wants to release to you in this season to be able to start the business that you want to start or the thing that God is giving you to steward from heaven. And this is so crazy because people don't, it, people really struggle with it. They really struggle in the Lord because you just think maybe it would be like, oh, I spend too much money on alcohol. Okay, I'll just stop buying beer. Well, that that's okay. You know, I mean, that's I'm saying when I'm saying that, I'm saying that's 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 kind of an easy one to stop. But it's the ones that are connected to relationships. They're the ones that have. They're the ones that are so intertwined in our world. And when we have to, a lot of the time when we do a well, most of the time, when we do a repentance prayer with that, we actually have to completely sever the that 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 context of that relationship. So it actually has to come into a place where I am no longer giving any money to that family member. Otherwise, it's not repentance, because the thing is that that relationship has established something unhealthy that has that 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 has tainted. I get it's tainted your bowl, tainted tainted your 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 internal storehouse as it were and you cannot fill it with grain with that breach still there and it's just so interesting and this is again something that people are going to struggle with there are listeners right now and god is asking you to stop doing another another really uh, do you want to know a crazy one and i'll tell you one more caring for an elderly family member <laughs> we well, go how can Daryl? Before you go into the other one, can I just say two things about that one? Yeah, oh, yeah, go. Yeah. Um, the Lord told me that that is actually connected to the spirit of mammon. No oh, way. Well. Mm -hmm. Poverty, um, lack of giving, but giving unsanctioned giving is actually connected. Yes. <clears throat> There's a, um, a belief system that you actually don't trust God's ability to provide for them. Mm hmm. It's a, a massive bailout for consequences that they actually need to bear on their own. And what I found, because I found this the opposite, where I have a lot of girlfriends who unsanctioned giving to their parents. And I have in every situation of unsanctioned giving to parents, to relatives, <clears throat> or to children, I have found there is always a breach of boundaries where the person's the person who's giving actually has boundaries that have been violated at one point. And they do not know how to establish healthy boundaries with people around them. And so that's just one thing. If this is your issue, I would I would highly encourage you to go before the Lord and mm -hmm. ask him evaluation about where your boundaries have been broken 
and where it may be because it's not your own doing, a lot of times it's sexual abuse and other stuff, if you, it wasn't even your own choice to draw those boundaries, how to reestablish the right boundaries? Because at that point, your boundaries and your finances have completely been breached, and I personally call it financial abuse. And we set up very, very tight boundaries around our finances that your lack of planning and whatever is not an emergency for us. It's not a financial and you're absolutely right about this issue, but I just want to bring those two points out because it's, mm. Mm. Take it no, it's good. And it was good. And you know, and I'll just, I'll, I'll take it to it just another level in that just, just for, just for a couple of minutes was look, there was, there were people that I like, I like the term unsanctioned giving. Um, and there was actually unsanctioned giving of people's time. And this is really interesting. And what they didn't understand was that actually financially that was becoming a breach as well. Petrol money, uh, looking after. And what was really interesting, and this is this is a very, very hard one for people to swallow sometimes, is sometimes God is asking uh, us to, to let go of unsanctioned care of family members or friends in order that he can put someone else in there and get us to finish and complete the work that he has for us to do while we're on the earth. This is very important because sometimes we, we go, oh, no, 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 because this is, and, and as a good, and it's, it becomes a religious obligation sometimes. I have to care for this person. I have to care for that person. And there's nothing wrong with caring for someone. I'm not in any way saying that we don't care for our family and care for our mums and dads and all of that. But it's when it's over the top. It, and, and again, it comes into this thing of, we start to get manipulated when it's unsanctioned. There's no grace and there can be levels and levels of manipulation that come from family members. Where were you today? Where were you? I wanted to see you. What was, and we can't be about the father's business if it's where were you today? I mean, even Jesus said to his mom, and I'm not saying in any way that Mary was being manipulative or anything, but I'm not saying that at all, but it's just funny. She, she said, where are you? And he goes, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And I just want to encourage you that there is something about the investment of time that, again, God is very, very strong on with regards to us being able to navigate that space well. Because people don't just take time. And I love this term. And I got, got this term with Dan and with you guys being in uh, um, Adelaide when we were here, when you were here. Um, but this term, real estate of the heart and time, people take real estate, your time is, your heart investment is actually a lot of the time heart real estate. And God requires a particular amount of real estate in your heart to steward something at an entrepreneurial level. So if somebody is taking some of that real estate, there is an unsanctioned withdrawal from the real estate of your internal world, especially in the area of your time, then again, God is unable to bring you up into more of the fullness of what it looks like to steward the thing that he's calling you to steward as a kingdom entrepreneur. It's very important that we catch these, these dynamics because those are things that often, oftentimes already exist, pre-exist in our world. Then we praying to God, God, come on, let's do this. And then he says, no, 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 I need to readdress. We need to reconsider these parts, these components of your internal world or what you are doing in order that we can reset those and we can start you in a place that where you can actually start to, to engage properly with the thing I'm calling you to. But again, very, very difficult. And these are the things that will stop people. I'm going to be a millionaire for God. I hear that all the time. And you know what? Some Very seldom do I look at the person and go, you know what? I believe you. I think you will. 
I don't believe that the calling's not there. I just don't believe that they'll, they'll yield enough to the process to be able to get them there. <laughs> too challenging. Oh, oh, man. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, uh, I call it false expectation. I, mm-hmm. Because that's what we get from people around us. False expectation is a it, it's a counterfeit withdrawal on mm-hmm. our resources. And, and God is a wise steward. So the problem with count, false expectation and counterfeit withdrawals is mm-hmm. that when a counterfeit withdrawal comes, that's when the grace lifts. Because God's grace is his ability flowing through us. So God's going to invest his grace where there's obedience because he's trying to sow into fields he's after. And if we're trying to sow into fields we're after, we're going to be sowing out of our own substance. Now that'll dry us up quickly. And when we're dry and when we're empty, it's very hard to have, you know, this vital exchange with heaven. Like that, that opens up in that context of relationship, obedience and all that. There's an alignment conversation that's happening here and you know when it comes to alignment conversations this does come back to the heart and and i actually take quite a bit of time in my class on you know accelerating in christian business uh to talk about the heart and and that seat of human intuition because the heart i mean it is like a field and it's seeded with programs and that program can be christ or any other kind of nonsense and the thing is, if, if the heart is seeded with false expectation programs, like that's the harvest that's going to come out of our lives is counterfeit withdrawals. And so we actually have to get that programming out. We, we actually have to surrender that at the feet of Jesus. And say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to respond to demands on me with your partnership. Like when you sign off on it, I'm there 110%. But if you're not, then I have to question why am I so committed to this boundary violation? Exactly. Why am I so committed to this boundary violation? One of the things that I talk about in in my class, and this comes back to me being a inner healing and deliverance minister, is look, renewing of the mind is designed to move thoughts from uh, 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 mental ascent and into heart level conviction. There's a difference between a mental ascent, which is a thought running through your brain, just like, you know, thoughts and ideas and concepts and, and heart level conviction where it's actually been written on the tablet of our heart. And it is part of our operating system as a person. And there's a difference between that and renewing of the mind it can include any number of processes by which knowledge that comes by way of mental ascent is dropped into that heart level conviction. I mean, you know, renewing of the mind can come by revelation. It can come by repetition. It can come by meditation. It can come in different ways. And one of the things that I found is that people often try to renew their minds, but here's what happens. They get really good advice. Stop doing that like, all the time. Stop. Stop it. And they can't. Try as they may, it doesn't work. So they keep showing up with the same problem. I can't fix it. I tried. Did you pray? Yes. Did you fast? Fasted. 
Did it change? No. Can you break it? No. Uh, did you pray again? Yes. Did it break? No. Well, what's going on? And, and sometimes this is part of the ingredient of being activated, I think, as an entrepreneur is healing. Is healing. Like there is a certain point where I truly believe people need to step back off of the high horse of possibility and get on the ground of reality and say, I need a moment to heal in a place where my capacity may be less than I would like to admit. Mm-hmm. I can't pioneer a business right now. I need a part-time job that pays an hourly wage that has demands on me that I can realistically meet in this season to focus my energy on the areas of my brokenness that create the repeat and the boundary to success. Because oftentimes that cycle of failure is based on an inner brokenness. It's brokenheartedness. There are parts at work. There's self-sabotage at work. There are demonic strongholds at work that need to be worked out. And this is actually a step in doing supernatural business because it's a valid landing zone on the roadmap to full victory and breakthrough. And, you know, just because a person needs a season of that does not make them illegitimate. It doesn't mean that, all right, you're never going to succeed. But what pretty much will ensure never succeeding is never taking that step in the journey. Is never taking that step in the journey. And that's one of the problems that people have because some people, oh, they want the magic wand, Daryl. They sure do. I see that you finally had a session open up on your calendar, which is typically booked out into eternity. So I booked it. Where's your magic wand? I know what's in there somewhere. Check all your drawers. You know, it's my drawer. It's not in there, guys. I don't have a magic wand to wave it over you and suddenly your whole healing journey goes away because I gave you one prayer and it was me. Like, that's not how this works. That, that is a process between us and Jesus, that, that healing venture that corrects our brokenness, that locks us out of our destiny. Christian, I see you squirming in your chair. What, what, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Um, for those of you who are entrepreneurs or want to be in business and you're saying, why is this valid for me? I'm going to tell you why. Because um, as an entrepreneur, someone who's in an operating business or do something for God, you need vision. You absolutely have to have a vision from the Lord. But the problem is that we actually... Uh, filter our vision, whatever we see, whatever our perceptions are, through our brokenness. So when Adam and Eve are in the garden, what did they say? I saw this was good to eat. Right? And then when they ate it, they said, you left me naked. So what's happening? What's happening is they first saw the, they, the, sorry, they first, the serpent in the garden says, um, you, can, you should eat this. Eve says, no, God told me not to eat it. And then he says, no, he knew that when you eat, you ate it, your eyes would be open. 
So what happened? He, she, he, the serpent created a, a chasm between Eve and the Lord and broke her heart because now there's an accusation that God is withholding something from her. And what happened next? She saw it was good to eat. Her vision, her perception of the same thing was changed because of a brokenness in the heart. And then there's an accusation against God. God had given them everything they needed pertaining to life and godliness in that garden. But, but when God comes back, you left us naked. So that's a big deception that um, people don't realize is that the brokenness of the heart changes our perception of who we are, who God is, and the condition he left us in. So it is not just a nice to have to, to build from a place of wholeness, which is something I teach in one of my classes. It is a requirement to build from a place of wholeness because you will actually change the perception of that $10,000 that God gave you to start the business. You will change the perception of the customer base he gave you. You'll change the, you'll change the perception of what it is, the skill sets that you have will all be changed because of brokenness, because we filter our vision from brokenness. So if you are trying to receive vision from God, you'll get that vision from God, but you'll see, God, why would you have me start like this? It'll become an accusation and something, another place for you not to trust what the Lord is doing. So um, um, you have to build from wholeness. It is a requirement. Um, so when you go to a place where you're seeking vision from the God, from, from the Lord about your business, make sure you're doing it from a place of wholeness. So work on those areas of the heart. And that's why we have that particular section in, in the class. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Daryl, were, were you, were you going to? No, I was just, I, yeah, I was going to, I was just going to say, like, I think that, I think that, all of this is coming back round again to the same thing that it's a lot of it is to do with our, our heart and our internal world. And it's so funny just working with so many entrepreneurs over the years. And uh, when I first started to work with more influential business people and, and you know, that's, it's, it's not every week, but it was, there were seasons where it was very, very uh, prominent in my world, at least a couple of years ago, or a year ago, which is so prominent. And the Lord spoke to me and I said, what do you want me to do? Like, what, I'm working with these, some of them extremely wealthy uh, and successful people from all over the world. And I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to teach them to detach their emotional world from hearing from me. Detach their emotional world from their ability to hear my voice. And, and, and these were Christian businesses. Uh, and, and I just thought it was so interesting that, again, it's a matter of the, it's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of our our internal world basically getting in the way of our functionality with God. And, and, and it's just so, if it was, and some of the listeners, you guys might be thinking, could it, Daryl, could it be that simple? Daniel, Christian, is it that simple? And for some of us, and for some of you guys, it actually is. It is going to be a process that you undertake of disconnecting your internal world, your emotional world, even emotional world from decision-making. All of these things, like, I feel like, you know, I feel this and therefore I do this. And it's funny, Todd Weatherly says something, God doesn't work, live in your emotions. Well, he doesn't live there. He lives way outside. And, and sometimes we determine how well we're doing or what we should be doing in the area of business or whatever we're being called to by how we are feeling about something. That's completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. So it's the disconnection of the emotional world from the from the ability to be able to hear and be led 
by the spirit of God. And like, like Christian was saying a minute ago, a moment ago, just the reality is that it's not, it, it's not going to be comfortable and it's not going to fit in your paradigm. So get over it. Look, uh, and I just got to say this, right? It, because strong emotions can change the word of the Lord. Let, let me explain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a person out there, they really want, I mean, they really want to sell colored straws in shiny colors. They, they just want to do it so bad. I just want to sell colored straws. Like, well, do you know anything about the plastics industry? No. Um, do you know anything about your market sector? No. Do you know anything about demand? No. Do you know? So why, why do you want to? Well, I had a dream. So there's an emotional attachment and now an assumption that that is the thing they have to do when they know nothing about the market. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of straw makers on the market. How are you going to break into that market? Well, the Lord told me. Did he though? Did he really? Like, is that your emotion connected yes. to an ideal or is that really the word of the Lord? Because five prophets told you no, but you still think you're right. Exactly. Uh, one of the things the Bible says in Proverbs 6.14, this is so good. Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Now watch this. Perversion is twisting. A, a, a perversion is a twisting. That, that's really what the thrust of that word means. You know, we, we, the Bible talks about sin, transgression, and iniquity. Uh, you know, but like when we talk about this whole thing, like our heart can have all kinds of twisted concepts in it. Like, and, and we have to think look, God created us, okay, in our origin, in love in abundance thinking, in peace. But our hearts carry every opposite. Uh, Hate, um, anxiety, uh, jealousy, envy. And so so whenever we get a bone, sometimes we want to hold on to this so hard and and we're holding on to it because of jealousy of others. We're holding on to it because we think that somehow God cheated us and we're not going to get cheated again. We're holding... And, and it's, it's garbage sometimes. Like sometimes it's just rubbish. Like you guys say over there in Australia, rubbish. <laughs> um, and, and, and we're holding on to it. And, and then we devise evil. It's like we, we engage in a series of bad ideas and missteps and sink capital and waste time and actually lose credibility with gatekeepers because... Um, we're holding on to a perversion in our heart. We're sowing discord. It's a defilement of the, the landscape, the uh, real estate of the seed of our intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so much in the Bible about this and, and it all relates. I, I'll tell you what, a part of my, 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 my class, I actually go through a deep dive into certain passages about the heart. When, once you ground out that the heart is your subconscious and all your programs run out of that place, you start doing a biblical search of all these passages on the heart. I'm telling you guys, I mean, the wells of revelation open. It's like, oh, this has everything to do with business. The heart has everything to do 
with business. But the thing about the heart, and, and this is what I love so much, the heart is the convergence point of man, body, soul, and spirit. It converges on the heart. And so when our spirit becomes active, what our spirit is pulling from the realm of God's kingdom will traffic through our heart. So the more the real estate of our heart is prepared for God, for the seed of Christ, for kingdom realities, ideas, and resources, the more we become like a fire hose, literally blasting the realm of heaven into the earth in every direction that we turn. That's kingdom business. Mm. I, I'm telling you what, folks, there's, like, you know, there's ways that this goes very wrong and there's ways that this goes very, very right. Here's the thing about Joseph. You know, jo Joseph was a fire hose of the kingdom. Everywhere that Joseph went, he just looked at it. <laughs> kingdom comes out of him. Favor everywhere. People are getting rich just because he's in their house. I have gotten a lot of profit just because Christian is in our house. I, <laughs> Can I say something really quickly? Um, okay, go ahead. I think, I think people um, overcompensate. They think, you know, you have to have passion as an entrepreneur and they overcompensate their actual lack of conviction. I mean, their actual... Um, the truth of what God is actually calling them to do with a, a massive conviction. And so I, my, one of my businesses have a business partner and I said, listen, we take our business seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously in this business. And I think that um, I've, I've had to, cause I'm like, Daryl, <laughs> we're very direct. And I will tell you that if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. I will tell you that if you don't have a product, you don't have a business. Seems obvious, but people still need to hear that kind of stuff. And, um, and, and people get really blustered with the idea of, I've spent so much time doing this, God told me, quote unquote, to do it, but why is nothing working out? And it's almost as if they're using that to compensate for um, the real lack of um, spiritual authority they have to actually move in that direction. And I will tell you that Daniel um, and I wear everything that we do incredibly loosely. I remember someone just asked me, oh, what would Daniel do to if, if he gave up you know would he ever give up coaching i said daniel give up coaching tomorrow we're on a we are in a mandate to do the things that mm -hmm. god wants us to do we're working on our script and our scroll but we don't take any of this um we take it seriously we don't take it personally and anything that needs to get wrapped up in a business anything that needs to get wrapped up in a ministry and we're moving on to the next stage of that we're going to do that and that's um, a big thing that I think you need to have is a level of conviction about what the, what God is doing in your life more than um, a particular project at any given time. And understand that there's a wave of the spirit. And do you want to move with that wave or do you want to kind of get stuck with what it is that you are so passionate, passionate about, mm -hmm. what you're passionate about that God is going to do in your life? A lot of times we're confused about that. We're really convicted about what we want God to do in our lives versus what God is actually doing. And so I just want to encourage you to um, think this all comes down to identity because when you have a, a, a deep sense of awareness about who you really are and you have a deep sense of identity, what you do is not as important. A lot of times um, I heard this saying a while ago, and I think it's really true, particularly with folks who are trying to do business. <clears throat> we want to have 
in order to do, in order to be. Mm-hmm. If we had a degree, then we could do something great and then we can mm-hmm. be. But the truth is, everything emanates from our being. And we're really supposed to be and do from that and then have from that. Mm-hmm. And that way, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Your being is so settled. Exactly. Go ahead, Daryl. No, ahead. that's that's really, really good. I really, I really love that. Uh, in the first, uh, and I'll have this course available, I, I would say within the next uh, month, I'll, it will be, uh, but it will be a part two, and it's a prophetic intensive in business. And the first class, the reason I'm saying that is what you just said prompted me. The first class is about a divine alignment day in God, and, and I speak specifically about Saul and Saul's journey out to get the donkeys and then being anointed by Samuel to be king. And obviously this was a predestined reality for his life, but it's not many chapters later that we see that the kingdom, he he loses the kingdom. But the reason that he loses it is because uh, in his uh, own confession, he had, he was afraid of the people. And this is, this is something about the internal world. See, he was a, he, he was a, he was designed to be a king and it wasn't, the reality is that part of his true identity and original design was to be a king, but he wasn't able to overcome the problems that he had internally in order for him to be able to tap into the truest form of that identity. And the reality is that as as children of God, as sons of God, as sons of the king, we have to understand that our internal structure, our identity as a royal priesthood, as, 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 as a, as a, as a company of kings, I mean, that's why I say we're a company of kings and we are on the earth. And if anything doesn't lend to that, then when God starts to present things to us that are in line with changing the world, changing the nations, whatever else, if, if our identity is not caught up into that place that not just, do you know, I, I, I feel triggered already. I get triggered every time I, in a good way. Um, I hear people say to me all the time, I want to change the world. I want to be so influential and change the world. And I'm like, okay, great. And, and, and yes, it's easy to say that, but does your internal world believe that? And it's really interesting that when people get a lot of money given to them, and it's completely irrelevant, uh, when people get a lot of money given to them in the UK, you can watch, if you go onto YouTube, or I'm saying UK because I'm from there, you can go onto YouTube and you can even watch a thing about how people squandered the lottery winnings. I mean, it's just an interesting thing to, to watch just once, just watch it once, watch one of the videos and you find that they don't just, they don't just lose a lot and then, and then maintain a nice house. They lose everything. So what happens is they come back to the place where they're actually living on the street. Some of them, like they go from multi gazillionaire or let's say this multiple, multiple millions of dollars to becoming a, a panhandler on the street. And you go, how do you do that? Because their internal world manifested. And, and it was the same with Saul, that his internal world was the very thing that actually took him out of the original plan and, and incredible calling that God gave him to be king of Israel. In, you know, and, and then God chose another, you know. And, and so, or God had chosen David beforehand, and we're not going to don't get into the theology of that. But the reality is that, that Saul himself had greatness thrust upon him, but his internal world, he was given the opportunity for his internal world to... to be redeveloped in line with that reality when he was anointed and yet he wasn't able to he wasn't able to overcome and instead succumb was uh, yeah and then 
ended up, you know, losing things because of because his internal structure didn't allow him to walk as a as a king. And it's so funny that it's the same thing. It's like as kingdom entrepreneurs, this reality is that we've got to learn what it is to walk in the place of kingship, what it is to walk in a place of royalty. And it's so easy to say, "Hey, I'm a child of the king. I'm a royal priest," but but you're not living in no way does your world internally or externally reflect that at all. And so, and that, and so it's really interesting. You're just saying about ID. And I was thinking that God wants to bring us into these days of divine alignment with Saul. It was one day he went out looking for donkeys and he met Saul and that was his day of destiny alignment. There was one day, and I believe that a lot of listeners, that there is that God is waiting to bring you into a place where he really does thrust a level of greatness upon you and, and in, within the context, within the paradigm of, an, of stewarding an entrepreneurial business that could potentially you know, bring, bring millions and millions of dollars into the kingdom. But yet, first, it starts with that internal world and understanding that we are called to steward. And it's not our greatness, it's his greatness. It says, you stoop down to make me great in the book of Psalms. And so that's what I feel like. That's one of the things that God wants to re, re, readdress again. Is what is it to walk out our royal identity while we're here? Because we are called to administrate as kings the, the kingdom of heaven through our world and see the, and see the earth come into a level of transformation but that looks like something in us first anyway, so, so good. good so good and, you know and, and this is one of the things that i think is really important that you just you know as we're all talking uh, tr- there's a difference between called to a training and called to a full implementation that mm-hmm. i think people get confused both christian and i have been called to a training which means here's a project, do it. And it's like, gosh, and it's all this work and you're figuring things out and you're learning new technologies and you're learning new systems. And then you get to the end and it's like, all right, good job, move on, leave it alone. That's not it. But you were supposed to do it because the skills you learned are for the call to implementation. That was just a call to training. A lot of people can get stuck in a training calling because it's like a thing and they feel like it's their first real bone. Mm. And and I I have been through this a number of times, Daryl, where God's like, you should work on this project. I had a whole business plan written up for a media studio back in like 2011. Still not built. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but yep. <laughs> I have no idea when that one's coming around. But what I know is in 2011, he had me go through a bunch of steps and I mm. learned things that have helped me to do what I'm doing now and leading up to now. Skill sets, just general information about understanding, you know, different types of corporations and forming organizations and putting things in place, like finding knowledge that they don't teach you in school. Like you either look it up and figure it out or you just don't know it. And it was like, oh, you know, I get it. But if I would have tried to drive that thing, I would have driven off a cliff because Mm -hmm. there was no mandate to actually implement. It was a training session. Christian, I've watched her go through several of these. 
God will tell you know, tell go and do all of this and set this up. And, and you know, she starts working on it and doing it and doing it. And then you get to the end and it's like, all right, that's it. That's, that's all this was for. All I wanted you to do was learn new skills and new systems. That's it. That's awesome. Uh, Kirsten, you, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, I, think, I think you're right on. Um, I was in a lot of places when you were saying that. And um, I think you're absolutely right. God has definitely dealt with me that way. But, you know, the supernatural business goal, I mean, supernatural business and doing things in the kingdom, there's levels that you go through. Um, oftentimes as a beginning entrepreneur, someone who may not have business training or anything like that, take a few classes, even if you took some of these classes, a lot of what um, you may end up doing is being led by the Lord and just say, do this, do this, then do this, then do this, right? Almost like as a um, apprenticeship or, or like a, a father would deal with his son in business. But you're going to have to come through a maturation process in which you actually understand why God is telling you to do those things. And so I'm a spirit-led person, and I believe in the prophetic, but I'm a big believer of knowing what the heck you're doing. Mm. And you can, there's a level of grace that you get in the beginning that God will give you, and he'll just give you the rundown. But over time, you have to upskill and start really moving into proficiency with whatever God is causing, calling you to steward. But you're absolutely right. And, and, and because I'm on that path of, of maturation, the Lord will have me get into a whole host of things and learn a lot of stuff. Since leaving my job in 20, um, we got married 2017. Mm. That's when I left. Oh, it was like, it's only been three years. Wow. So much has happened. My point is in that three years, I have grown exponentially as an entrepreneur, even though I'm operating in some of the same things, I've learned so much and I don't even realize how much I know until I get on the phone with people from my business school and I'm just telling them how to develop a product and things you need to look at. And every single time I've gotten a call on the phone with someone and not like Christian business folks, like people from Harvard business school and the folks who are trying to do stuff, they say, literally, this is the most helpful call. I've talked to venture capital. I talked to private equity funds. This is literally the most helpful call that I've ever had. And I'm like, really? I turn down this stuff. I turn down consulting gigs that want to pay me for my time to get my expertise. Cause I don't, I'm like, I don't know anything. And um, I realized that I have like this massive toolkit of things that the Lord has really put in my place, but it wasn't just from being in the presence of the Lord. It's actually getting online and paying for training, you know, learning something, reading books, like, you know, there's a, there's a combination. And I think that the, the when you get mature, the God's going to tell you go this way and he's not going to give you the whole map. He's going to give you this and this, and you're going to have to get there. And that's the growth. And that's the, the maturity that you get is this, Okay, now figure, and then you get to that point, and then he tells you a little bit more. And so, um, yeah, I encourage you to, whatever you do, become proficient at it. Daryl, did you want to say anything? That's really good. No, I, uh, well, I, could, I can say this, that one of the things that the Lord's been speaking to me about uh, for a long time now is the, acquire, the, nece the necessity to acquire knowledge. It says in the Word that he gives wisdom to those who have acquired knowledge. And that there is a level of building up our, our, our capacity in, in I guess, we, within the field that we believe that God is calling us to. For many, many years, I really wanted to go and work in 
um, South America. And the Lord spoke to me and I said, oh, God, you know, I just want to go and work in evangelism or whatever it was in South America. I had this really strong heart. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, you won't go to South America until you've learned to speak Spanish or some Spanish. And I was like, no, 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 but no one else has to. But it doesn't matter about anyone else. It's all about me. And so as soon as I took myself to Spanish and did a, a couple of classes, I'm just thinking about how many I did, but I ended up doing some classes and learn. And then what happened? I was in South America every year. Why? Because I, again, I decided to adhere to the thing that he asked me to do. And there was an acquirement of knowledge that I needed in order for me to be able to create a platform within me that God could then steward with me, as it were. The Spirit of God could then build something. Um, we, we could build something together in that capacity. And I, I feel like this is the thing is that the Lord spoke to me uh, maybe three years ago and he said, I want you to release a prophetic word. This is in a, a congregation. I want you to release a prophetic word and tell people that I'm going to be taking them to libraries and giving them books to read and take out from the library. And these books will be the very thing that creates within them a capacity to be able to steward the thing I'm calling them to, especially in this era where I'm calling people to work in government, calling people to work in, you know, I get, I get things all the time like, people, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to prophesy over the president. Well, that's great. But okay. So what do you know about, uh, or the, or the prime minister of England? Well, what do you know about the house of Commons? Oh, nothing. Well, what do you know about, and I'm not saying in any way you need to have a vast knowledge, but I studied international relations and I do speak to people in government. And let me tell you right now, the foundation I have in international politics, even though it's older now, the foundation I have means that I can at least have a conversation that builds a bridge before I start releasing the word of the Lord. And the reality is that these things are absolutely paramount. It's funny, before I got on this call, I was lying, I was, it is the morning, so I woke up earlier this morning before I before I went out and I was lying in bed and I was just reading Daniel one and I was just quick and Daniel one over and over about them learning the language of the, of the day. And, 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 and I just feel like there is something that God wants to say, wants us to do in this season in partnering with him to learn the language of the, the area that he wants to take us into learn the language. If, if, it, if it's, if it's shares, do you understand? Do you read The Economist every now and again? Not just listen to God, but if it, do, do you know where the economies are going? Do you listen? Do you read the news? Now, I'm not saying people go, you shouldn't read the news. Well, how will you know if, what's going on if you don't have any information? <laughs> like, you know, so I get, I read the news to get information for me to pray and for me to make a move and for me to make good choices in portfolios and, and to give wisdom. And, and these are the things that God adds to when we have, when we have knowledge, God, it's like a supernatural wisdom is, is married through this realm of knowledge that we have. And then God speaks to us through the information that we've got. Hey, you know, you read about this president, this president is now going to do this. Or this is, this is going to be a shift in their political party. And it's nearly like the more we steward that dimension or, that, or those dynamics of really starting to get more, not information for information's sake, but being led to information within the sphere that we feel called to. If it's business, my goodness, why wouldn't you read a book on business? You know, I'm not saying, I'm not one of these guys, you should read a book on, you know, a CEO's book every, an entrepreneur's book every week. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really into that, but I am into if you are being called into a specific sphere, 
then my goodness, why wouldn't you have information about that? I.e. politics. Get a book about basic politics. I.e. business. And I'm talking about business people. Because the, the reason I'm saying that within this paradigm is the Lord said to me um, about two years ago that business and government would be inseparable in the future, that people that are strapp- straddling the things of business, that they would be inseparable from the, literally the two mountains would be working as one. There would be go- government, business, business, government, government, business, business, government. And I know that we all understand that, but what's really interesting is that a number of years ago, I had a vision of an angel that was working in government in the UK was called assigned to the parliament. And I saw the angel then released into a particular nation. I said, oh, the angel is going to be released to release levels of finance into this particular sphere. And that people started to get money in that sphere. And what's really interesting is that I feel like what God, what God does is he builds us up in one, in one area and then he marries it to another and I feel like even for some people watching this you might feel a very strong calling to the entrepreneur entrepreneurial field but you might also have feel a calling into something political too and it's very common when God called me as a prophet he said you're a prophet to the business world and to government so he used both of those together and that's very important and the reason I'm saying that is because whatever field you feel like you're called into do so Acquire, acquire levels of knowledge. Be led into what knowledge you need to acquire in that field in order to see, uh, in order to see that 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 place built up with God, but also that you would be able to prosper and receive more wisdom from Him in in how to appropriate the thing you're being called to. Can I just say one thing? Even for the listeners who say, you know, I'm not called to entrepreneurship. That's not really my, you know, what God is calling me to. Everything that we talked about here can apply to whatever it is you're called to. Mm-hmm. So the condition of a heart, um, identity, understanding, um, you know, upskilling and, and, and having a proficiency in what it is God's calling you to do, learning to listen to the voice of God and operate according to your scroll. This podcast is for you too, because you can do that whether it's ministry that you're you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Whether you're on the family mountain and what you're doing is mm-hmm. is raising a family, every single thing. Um, applies to whatever it is God is calling you to do. And so I want you to take these nuggets, even though the thrust of this is business, and 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 seek the Lord about where these things apply for you. For most of us um, could use a rework of our finances. You know, a lot of people have um, could use a court of heaven session or understanding where the leaks are in their finances. So if that is for you, take it. Whether or not you're in business or not, please take the things, the nuggets that resonate with your spirit about what you need to seek the Lord on and, and seek it. It's really good. Guys, this has been really good. Um, folks, I have good news. Uh, the good news is uh, it doesn't have to stop here. Uh, there, there, there's a whole lot of gold. Um, there is a whole lot of gold and it has been placed at supernatural business. That school. And you can go there. Uh, that is uh, its own thing. It is a platform for equipping entrepreneurs. Uh, it, it's actually not an outreach of Bride Ministries. It is separate for a reason. And so um, you can go there, and that is going to be a platform that continues to get built out to equip and release business leaders, um, entrepreneurs, uh, and folks that 
truly uh, have substance, have faith, have a calling, an election in this area and need more. That's mm-hmm. what it's there for. And so, um, Christian, did you have anything that you wanted to say before we conclude? I do. I just want to say thank you to Daryl for um, accepting my invitation to be a part of the school. And thank you, Daniel, because uh, you both have unique perspectives. And that's what I wanted to put on the platform is I have some revelations that the Lord has given me and some things he's told me to teach. But Daniel brings an incredible um, skill set and, and understanding of revelation on things of the spirit. And Daryl, you're like the number one guy for prophetic business at like the elevated level. And so I just thank you for being a part of the platform. Everything that's in that school just builds on each other in a, in a really incredible way. And so thank you. Pleasure. It's a, it's a joy. And, and by the way, folks, uh, if you happen to get Daryl's class, part of the offering is a session with Daryl one-on-one. On. He, he, he's ready for it. He's ready for you. That's part of what's included in that package. Um, not so with mine because I am booked out into infinity <laughs> and eternity at the moment. Right. But um, no, that's a joke. I, I do have stuff that opens up every once in a while. But 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 Daryl, he's made that part of his. So you know, uh, I am going to wrap this up, guys. This has been another week at Discovering Truth. I'm so happy you're hanging out with us. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.